Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Earlier this week, retired Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, former Trump National Security Advisor, said the U.S. military could be deployed by Trump to essentially force a rerun of the election in contested by Donald Trump battleground states. The uh, Secretary of the Army and I think the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said that is not going to happen. Professor Terry Madonna joins us. He's back with us on the program on the Chorus Radio Network, Director of the Center for Politics and Public Affairs. Uh, professor of Public Affairs at Franklin and Marshall College in Pennsylvania. Let me be correct about that. Uh, his specialties include the American presidency and American political parties and political behavior. He's also the founder of the Keystone Poll. Professor Madonna, thank you uh, for coming back on the show. Is it over, the election, with General <laughs> Flynn saying what he said? Well, I think a couple hundred million <laughs> Americans would like to know for sure. But, yeah, it's over. I mean, here's a way to think about it. There are several ways, but here's the way I think about it. In no time in the history of our country has a court overturned the certification of an election. Now, let that sink in a minute because that's very important. And the state that submitted that, you know, when the Electoral College met earlier this week, guess what? The certifications were made and the electors went to their respective capitals in 50 states and the District of Columbia, and the votes were cast. Uh, yes, there, there are other court suits that are working their way uh, through the American uh, court system, but the fact of the matter is that the United States Supreme Court, in my humble judgment, is not going to take up any of these cases and prolong, if you will, prolong the January uh, 20th inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden the uh, uh, the counting of the ballots officially takes place on June the sixth. On June, I wish we have snow here. January the the sixth, and uh, the the uh, members of Congress meet in joint session with Vice President Pence in the chair, who will report the counting, if you will, and yes, senators and. House members can raise objections, and if they do it in the proper way, those objections get considered in each of the chambers of our federal government, of, of the Congress. But in the end, Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States. So does General Flynn have a point or no point when he says or suggests President Trump has the option of deciding the military should, in fact, create a rerunning of the election in the in the battleground states no i don't think he's correct about that i don't know any time in american history when that took place you could call in the armed forces to oversee uh, an election by uh, by what authority by what authority does the president do that I, you know what it would be very worrisome that? wouldn't it oh absolutely it would be stunning it would it would be a uh, a not not just a threat to democracy, it would, it, you know, it, it would be uh, a real occurrence. But think about it this way. If the president does anything, if President Trump does anything, number one, he says he won't attend the inauguration. Fine. He's not the first president of the United States who did not attend the 
you know, the inaugural of a successor. That's point number one. Point number two, it wouldn't shock me, and this has been talked about by some of his staff, and it's been reported in the press, that on January 20, when Joe Biden takes the oath of office, it wouldn't surprise anyone if, if President Trump announces for the presidency in 2024. Remember, he got about 73 million votes. And so, and he does have this large group of supporters, make no mistake about it. And, men, and they're hanging, you know, to a great extent, they're hanging in with them. And so what's likely to happen is not call up the military and say, well, we're going to redo the election, but some kind of major announcement by the president, either on the eve of the inauguration on January 20 or, 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 or actually on the day itself. You can't rule that out. Uh, as you said, it's not unheard of for sitting presidents to not particularly be friendly with their successors <laughs> after a first term. Yeah. I'm choosing yeah. my words carefully here. I know, but listen, let me just weigh in here a minute. I don't want to interrupt yeah. you. but No, no, go ahead, when please. Richard Nixon, when Richard Nixon resigned, he did not hang around when Jerry Ford took the oath of office. He resigned and, and, and left the White House. And if we go back, Andrew Johnson did not hang around and go to the inaugural of Ulysses S. Grant. Johnson had been impeached, and he was infurious about that. Impeached in the House, but not convicted in the Senate. So he didn't lose his, uh, you know, his tenure in office at, at the moment. So he walked out. Then you had John Adams and John Quincy Adams. Uh, they also did not attend the inauguration of their successors. So that's not unusual in American history. Uh, uh, but, you know, and, and, and it's, uh, it, it seems to me that when the president shows up for the inauguration of the incoming president, that shows a sense of unity, if you will. That doesn't mean you agree to support the policies of the incoming president. It doesn't mean that at all. It's just what you do in a democracy when someone wins an election. <laughs> and despite what Trump has said and his campaign, they have not proved widespread fraud. No one's going to argue that there wasn't some fraud, but not widespread enough to overcome the election in the critical battleground states that literally gave Joe Biden 306 electoral votes. Yeah, 73 million votes would have won elections in the past. Oh, yeah. uh, in the United States, right? Oh, it would have I mean, and, and handily. 80, yeah, 80 million. That's a record in, that in is. Uh, the history of our country. That's exactly right. Well, the you know, the, the last. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go no. ahead. Well, I was going to say the last one term president I remember it would be George H. Walker Bush, who lost to Bill Correct. Clinton. And incidentally, Today, as I understand it, is the anniversary of the impeachment paper signed against Clinton. So sometimes history is just just beautiful. Oh, yeah, you're exact. And, and let's go back. Jimmy Carter lost to uh, Ronald Reagan. Now, That's here's, right. Here's a way, another way to think about it. We, we look at things like job performance, popularity. Both uh, Bush, George H.W. Bush, and Jimmy Carter's job performances were in the... 30, 30% positive range, 40, 41%. Some polls had George Herbert Walker Bush. No president has won re-election 
with a job performance below on Election Day, on the average of the polls, about 48, 50 percent positive. And that would have been another history making event. <laughs> Had Trump won the presidency, you know, won a second term with a job performance as low as his is. His okay, job so performance was about 44, 45 percent positive, uh, only a couple points. But he was really hurt, Roy, by the pandemic and by the failure of, the, of, of his administration early on to deal with it. And there is and poll after poll after poll. That's the case. There are very few people in the United States who understand presidential politics as well as you, um, political parties as well as you. And you're the founder of the Keystone Poll in Pennsylvania, and we were all watching very carefully what uh, polling in Pennsylvania showed, of course. So I will ask you this question, Professor Madonna, and it's the question I'm going to put to our callers for a few minutes in, in, in two minutes' time, and that is, is the world better or worse off with Donald Trump out of the White House. <laughs> well, it depends on... Oh, no, don't do yeah. that to me. Don't give me the it depends on. <laughs> well, I have, to be, I have to be reasonably neutral in all of this for obvious reasons because I can't pick a side. But I don't think there's any doubt that... Here's my way of thinking about this. I don't think it's necessarily just the policies. Though there are big differences between Democrats and Republicans on the policies... Uh, that that sort of each of the members and leaders of the party, the respective party, party support. I think if I think it's much more about his style and his personality. And I think anyone who follows him, the tweets and the other social media and what he what he says and how he says it. And that offends. I'll be honest, that offends a lot of people. But you know what? His supporters actually like like his anti-establishment views and and the uh, controversial statements that he makes, both when he's giving speeches uh, to huge crowds and and when he is using Twitter and Facebook and, you know, the other social me- media forms. And here's something else, and then I'll shut up and let you get on. Uh, here's something else. American presidents did not campaign until modern times. It was considered unseemly and undignified to go out and ask somebody for a vote. And here's this is important. If presidents said or did something that was uh, untoward, let's say, the press didn't report it unless it affected public policy. So we had Harry Truman uh, who who could say almost anything about anybody at any time. And guess what? That, that wasn't widely reported because it's not something the press did. And so we're in a time with social media where it's so, it's so easy to take, use that, that form of uh, communication right. and, and get yourself in trouble. So I think it's more style and personality, although there are big differences between Democrats and Republicans on a variety of issues. It's hard to find issues that Democrats and Republicans agree on. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.